Captain's Log, Episode 15, Dr. Beernerd and Mr. Bulk, or That's Incredulous, Bulk. Trust me, that last part is a lot funnier when you read it, or if you're old enough to get the reference. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, located at 3511 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens, now featuring, for an increasingly limited time, the 2020 Goose Island Bourbon County brand stouts. They've still got a few. They are they're really running low, so don't say you weren't warned. It's been a rough week, fellow Beer Avengers. In fact, I've been told that many of you who initially planned on a dry January have seriously reconsidered. If so, Astoria Beer and Cheese has many remedies, including Three Floyd's People Power High Tea. Portions of all sales of People Power Beer are donated to the American Civil Liberties Union. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brownstout. Today, reporting from our field office in Dayton, Ohio, it's Dr. Bruce Beernerd, a.k.a. the Incredulous Bulk. There's never a dull moment in today's show where we explore the doctor's origin story as well as taking a deep dive into beer crawl theory. Dr. Beer Nerd is the founder of the Dayton Golden Mile Beer Crawl, an annual event that, in 2020, was forced to distance over many miles in multiple and varied locations and in the world of social media. The only upside was that, rather than the standard 12 hours on one day, this one stretched across two months. In honor of this annual event, and in hope that it can soon return to its traditional form, I'd like to recite the immortal words of Charles Bukowski. We are here to drink beer. We are here to kill war. We are here to laugh at the odds and live our lives so well that death will tremble to take us. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 15, Dr. Beernerd and Mr. Bulk, or That's Incredulous, Bulk. Well, we're the beer, 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 vengers, beer, 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 vengers, beer, 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 vengers. We're the beer, vengers. Welcome to the beer cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens. I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in Manhattan Town, New York City. I am Hophead Huck, aka, aka. <laughs> I'm hop, I'm hophead hug. Hop hug. <laughs> oh, and coming to you from an undisclosed location in the county of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder. And from my secret basement lab in Dayton, Ohio, I am Dr. Bruce Beer Nerd, occasionally the incredulous bulk. And we are the, the Beer, Beer Avengers. We, we finished right. it we off the... well together on that one. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It didn't sound too artificially uh, elongated as it often <laughs> sometimes does. Uh, no, I think I think it was perfect. Uh, better each time. Uh, welcome to the Beercast, everyone. Did you notice we have yet another new guest beer vendor with us today? I'm waving Doc- to the radio. Doctor Bruce Beernerd, aka the Incredulous Bulk. Wonderful to have you here, IB or Doctor. Thanks so much. Well, you know, I was going to drop the doctor as pretentious, and then people picked on Dr. Biden for it. I'm like, no, no, I'll keep it. It's fictional. I can have it if I want it. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you earned it's it. A, you absolutely you earned it because you gave it to yourself. Absolutely. That's what matters. All right, we've got a great show uh, coming up for you, everyone. We have uh, we we have uh, lots of beers to talk about. We have to see how our year has gone thus far, uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna tell you a lot of about uh, we're gonna ex- explore the theory of beer crawling, bar crawling. Well, we I guess they're called bar crawls, but you crawl to get the beer. In our case, the, the beer crawls, I guess. Anyway, Definitely beer and crawls, we, yeah. And you're going to learn all about uh, about our special guest. But before we do any of that, I think it's time for the pours. I'm ready. I'm ready. Should I go? Should I go? Well, I'm, it, it, here's the thing. What? Huck. I, what? It's just, it's, I never know, get I, to go first. I know, but it's just it would be rude. It would be rude if we didn't let our guest go first. Well, he might have a point, Huck. Yeah, yeah he might get angry, and oh, we God. won't like and him. We don't, we don't want that. <laughs> now, we might like him when he's thirsty. Yes. You, you might. I hope so. All right, then. This is um, a... Uh, I'm, I'm doing all local favorites uh, this time from the Dayton area. This is the Violet Perception Ooh. from Branch and Bone. Oh, very good. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's nice. So that, that's And nice. I, I know somebody on the show earlier, uh, not a very good pour on my part, I apologize. Uh, right. Somebody yeah, on the show earlier has also had a brew with the um, um, Peas Blossom or Pea Blossom wow. Coloring. That oh, is that's nice. yes, that's, that's a That's a pronounced head. That, yeah, yeah. Well, that's my sloppy pour. I'm sorry. Well, but it's also uh, such a... It's such a it's such a white head. It doesn't really carry much of the color up. I'm in there. picking up some blue in there, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it is a it is a violet. Um, oh gosh, look at that! Lighting is not. Oh yeah. Ba- I should backlight it for you. See if we can do that. I should. But, I, oh, but, I do perceive it to be somewhat violet. Oh, oh look at that! Oh, there we go. That's it. Purple. And beer. yeah, you're right. It does carry up into the head a little bit, Huck. Mm-hmm. But it is a it's a Berliner Weiss, um, lime Berliner Weiss mm-hmm. with. The, and it does. There's a little flavor that comes from the peas blossom as well. It's a beautiful aromatic, um, so it's sort of a counterpoint to the hop. Um, and uh, I didn't want to be completely redundant with the captain's taste tonight. Ordinarily, I am a, <laughs> a very multi forward, but uh, this is um, a big favorite, and they happen to have it back on. So, grabbed a crawler. Can you Excellent. tell us the name of the brewery again, please? Branch and Bone. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I should also mention that that uh, the bulk is our first uh, visitor from Ohio, uh, and the fact that his uh, his undisclosed location is his actual undisclosed location. We're gonna we know a lot of interesting breweries we don't know about tonight. Um, and I see Huck. I'm sorry we denied you earlier. That's I think okay. We let you have your beer. That would be po- that mind. would be polite, Captain. Well, you know what? I've, uh, I've I've after last week's show, we did a year end wrap up, and it kind of showed me that I. I sort of only drink beer from about 16 to 17 breweries. And, you know, I figured this being a new year that I would continue that tradition. I have this uh, lovely uh, Schwartz beer from Evil Twin NYC. Fresh, 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 freshly canned. Greenhouse black lager brewed with Herzbrucker hops conditioned on America. American oak fodder. Ooh, fodder again. Fodder. So it should be a nice dark lager. Nice. Oh, oh, and it definitely delivers. My goodness. Look at that. That dark color is great. Also, nice brown foam on the top. Look at that. Mm. Oh, so beautiful. They're the best can art. They they, really do. They always have photographs, right? But on these these loggers, they do, do, uh, I think, what is a microscopic photograph of the fermentation process. Oh, cool. I believe Mm. that is what this is a picture of. 
Good and job. that's the, that's the, those photographs are unique, specifically unique to the Evil Twin NYC. Correct. Uh, versions. Correct. That's that's what you can. Do. All right. All right. Well, I, I, Captain, go ahead. Or do you want me to go? Are, are you sure? I mean, I feel I feel it would only be polite to let you go next. Well, I, fair. Okay. Well, you know, here's the thing. I uh, is is our continued like mm. expansion around around the world. Uh, I decided to go a little bit west coast for a seasonal production from our friends over at Hopworks uh, Urban Brewery which is an Oregon-based brewery. I've got their Abominable Winter Ale, which I'm very excited about. There you can oh, see. Oh, all right. right there. Yep, so it is a uh, lovely kind of caramelly thing with a nice um, three different hot mixes in there and a bold 7.3%. So, And they're using black malt, so I'm excited to see how this turns out. Okay, we've definitely got a darker beer here, an yeah. amber color from my angle, but you know you might have a better view at it. Yeah, it's here. definitely got that amber. It's also got a nice creamy head, so I'm very excited about this one. I think it's, and I can I can absolutely oh, smell that's, that's the nice beautiful. like spicy citrusy hop situation happening. A nice caramel color there. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good one. All right, uh, so my next one is uh, from our sponsor, Story Beer and Cheese at 3511 Ditmars. Uh, and this is another uh, in our series of sponsored pours. Sponsored pour. Uh, and let me see what I have here. Uh, it is from the Night Shift Brewing, which uh, I looked on their website today, and they seem to be known mostly for lagers and IPAs. Mm -hmm. But this is an oatmeal stout. Oh, Bennington. Bennington. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, it's. Uh, let's see. It's uh, oatmeal stout with maple syrup and Dutch processed cocoa. I think this is about a seven point three percenter as well. Okay. And they are from Everett, Massachusetts. That is correct. Yes. Well, well loved Massachusetts brewery too. Yeah. Oh, can you bring that up a little bit more so we can see it, Cap? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're looking for with you. It's got that dark, rich color, creamy head. Can't mm. see through it at all. Oh, real caramely head there too. Here so we can make sure we get the logo of our sponsor. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah. There we are. Bennington. There we are. All right, I think we all have beers in our hands, so cheers, gentlemen. Oh, we already did. We've done it. That was fast. Cheers. That's cheers. Right. Indeed. Oh, that's really nice. It's, it's funny. I, I don't drink a whole lot of maple. I didn't think I drank a whole lot of maple beers, but I seem to be getting more and more of them, and it's it's really forward in that, and uh, and I like it. Yeah, this is interesting. You know, I had the Grim uh, uh, Black Lager last week. Right. And this is very different. This has a, a, a bit of a, a, a more of a almost like a Baltic Porter kind of vibe, like a light Baltic Porter. The ABV is fairly low, 4.75. Um, mm. But it's got, it's very drinkable. It's got a sweetness to it too. It's, it's complex. It's complex, folks. As it should be. It's always nice if it's uh, sweet, but not especially... Uh, I'm actually getting fruity notes on the finish, which is really interesting. Maybe that's from that oak from the Fodor. The Fodor, everyone's that favorite. Fodor. Good old Fodor. Well, mine is also wildly fruity, especially, you know, for a, it, it's got, you know, three different kinds of hops. It definitely is hitting us with that, like, citrusy, caramelly complex thing and a much darker malt. Um, but the very end finish is, is nice and sweet and a little bit fruity. But the nose on this thing is wildly intense. Like, mm. it is just shooting citrus up at me the whole time. And it balances out nicely with the caramel malt, that, like, roasty toastiness in there. This is a great wintertime beverage. Like I could drink a lot of these to keep myself nice and warm. And at seven three point three percent, I'm probably gonna get toasted too. You did now, uh, Bruce. That uh, that 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 uh, Berliner Weiss you had there. 
It, 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 you mentioned earlier, I think you were the one you were comparing it to was uh, Huck earlier had uh, two tickets to pellet ice. We're talking about like those, the, 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 yes, the colored blue beer, beer. Yeah. which well, apparently is an Eddie money reference. <laughs> yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember the song very well. Uh, it, but it looks like it's gotten, is it, is it possible that that's gotten darker since you poured it? Um, I think just not having the presence of the, of the head in okay. the shot, it's, you know, from my point of view, because I'm getting backlight from the front light, mm. it's very much a deep violet. Uh, I could light it up again. I want to talk a little bit about the flavor, though, of course, because that's mostly why I have beers. Um, <laughs> it is uh, the lime is very prominent. That's the like the first note you get, and it's lovely. It's like a like fresh squeezed lime juice, like a lime cocktail, like a Ricky goes mm. right over top of that. You know, Berliner Weisse is um, not a uh, really a punchy flavor. It just plays very nicely together. But the nose is where the flower comes because that peas blossom in aroma is a bit like um, uh, violet in candy, like violet flavor. Um, but it's very, very light and it's not in the glass, which I think is a great combination because you can inhale it and it's present and then it goes away. So there's none of that uh, uh, sachet. I'm eating a, uh, a potpourri sensation at all. So, Well, these Herzbrucker mm. hops um, mm-hmm. that are used in this uh, black lager, uh, it's a German hop. So it's traditionally mm-hmm. used in lagers, but uh, mm-hmm. it's supposed to uh, have a fruity, spicy, floral character. So that's where the mm. that fruitiness on the finish comes from. I have spoken. Yeah, it's uh, it's I I I I, I it's taken me a while to come around to fruit beers because the first fruit beers when they f- first came out, a lot of them were like a little more cloying and there were artificial flavors. But in recent, all the all the fruit beers I've had like in the last five, six, seven years. They're always, they have that really nice, they're very natural and they have that ni- nice crisp finish to them. Yeah, that's lovely. Well, well, speaking of hops, one of the things that I wanted to sort of, as I was looking at this cool beer from Hopworks, and I've heard about these guys, uh, they got a system in, in Oregon. They've also, they're up in um, uh, Vancouver as well. Um, so they're sort of bi-coastal. They got a 20 gal or 20 barrel system in here in the States and seven barrels up there. But I was looking at the side of the can and we've been talking a lot about breweries sort of doing good stuff. And these guys are a certified B corporation, which is cool. So they've got a social mission, 1% for the planet. And then they also are salmon safe certified. And we've been talking about bird based beers, but this is like a very Northeast thing. So I dug into it and it is a a way of producing uh, specifically around hops um, that make sure that the watersheds where salmon are swimming are are well protected. How about Um, that? Which I'll be honest, that was a brand new one for me, Mm. you know, Um, but Mm. I thought it was very cool. Uh, And since we know we've talked about birds and beer and all sorts of other things, I thought it was fun to rep for the salmon uh, during this nice spicy ale. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Right. This one, this one, I'm finding it's uh, like I said, it's 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 nice to have a seven point three because it definitely has a has a has a kick to it, but it's not overwhelming. It's 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 not quite as light bodied as a Schwarzbier, but uh, but definitely it's just like has that that phrase we can't escape that drinkable thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's 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 very much there, but it's light bodied enough to say like you know not gonna. You don't have to pay that much attention to me. Like all the all the good flavors are there. It's got the chocolate. It's got the maple. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. This this brewery, like I said, I looked on their website today and I saw that most of the stuff that they do regularly are lagers, NIPAs, and some seasonal Berliner Weisses. And they didn't even have any of these ones listed. Uh, but I looked on Untapped 
And I did have a, a stout from them about three years ago. Mm. It was a coffee one because they actually roast coffee there also. Uh, and uh, it was called Awake. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave that one four and a quarter stars. So it's nice to see them come back around. I know they make a peanut butter porter that's that's supposed to be pretty good, but I haven't had it. And it has like E.T. and Elliot riding over the moon. I don't know what they're... Oh, like Reese's Pieces, I suppose. Yeah. That's the yeah. yeah. It's got to be it. It's got to yeah. be. No, Bruce, remind me of the brewery that yours is from again. Say it again for me. Branch, oh, branch and Bone. Branch and Bone. Branch and yes, Bone. Who is that? Of course it's me. Took you moment yeah, to yeah, respond. Yeah. I know. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bruce? Sorry, sorry. Doctor? It's a, it, he prefers it, to be it, called oh, Doctor. Doctor always, yes. Yeah. So I'll show there. The logo is on the crowler. Of mm-hmm. course. The, uh, of course. There's no can art, but... Um, Ranch and Bone Artists and Ales. They are one of our, uh, they're relatively um, new, I think only two, maybe three years old, mm-hmm. uh, and actually walking distance from the Secret Basement Lab. Um, uh, and, that's uh, nice. They, I've been there, haven't I? You have, yes. Uh, briefly, uh, as, as as of so many. Uh, in fact, <laughs> all but one of the breweries in the city of Dayton proper, you've been to. Uh, the um, Which one haven't I been to? Uh, Carillon. Uh, actually, which, I have been there. Oh, okay. Not with you. This one, me, right? Sorry, yeah. Sorry, not to my knowledge. You're allowed. You can go to any. No, no, that's. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, about four years ago. Some wonderful pictures from there. Um, so I, I, I think to, to, I need to put something in context for people who are listening to all of this. Uh, Bulk and I actually went. We we knew each other in high school and early college, hmm. uh, and uh, and and we're and and we're both from the Dayton, Ohio area, uh, or at least that's where I grew up. Um, and, and, uh, I've been on a few crawls with him in Dayton and he's done a wonderful job introducing me to the, the Dayton beer scene when I've been there. Uh, and, and, uh, Huck on the, has also been very instrumental in organizing a lot of the crawls we've been on as beer vendors here in New York. And so I thought it'd be really interesting. We spent a little time just talking about, uh, about crawls we've been on and how to make a good crawl and things. Oh, I think, I think we have a theme coming up. Crawl theory. How do you crawl? Where do you go? What do you drink? Crawl theory. That's Thank you. Oh. Crawl theory. That was beautiful. This is going to be, they're going to start teaching this at colleges now. Crawl theory. Yes. Oh, that's, oh, that's the gig I've been waiting for. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> What is the crawl theory? I think to me, the most important thing in crawl theory is geography. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Yes. Proximity yeah. between the breweries. There do you, you have go. any? That's my whole theory. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but do you have any like rules of, uh, you know, or sort of like rules of thumb to think about? Because, you know, there's also things like I often think that the crawls I've been on that, that have been organized by other folks because I do not really build my own crawls there's usually a food consideration there's like a blocks consideration there's all sorts of interesting things that go into it that's fair well i used to i used to uh, base my crawls on happy hours mm. uh, <laughs> like where where can we drink the most and spend the least money uh started with my uh oh the day i left the uh old town my last day mm-hmm. at old town i don't know if i, I don't even i i knew uh, i knew you guys uh, i knew uh, i knew the you captain at the time i'm sure you, you were there for that crawl uh, in fact, that what was great about it was my boss knew that it was my last day and I worked at this place for 14 years. So it was a big deal. Uh, he gave me like, I think he gave me a thousand dollars for myself. And then he gave me another $200 for the crawl. 
<laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. I was like, oh, why did I quit? Uh, but uh, yeah, so we had a good time on that crawl, boy. But we went to uh, four places. And the fifth place was a karaoke bar. And I couldn't actually couldn't stay. <laughs> I, was just, I was I was just like, I couldn't put sentences together. <laughs> That's bad. the best time. I, yeah, I old, think- old Town Tavern is a great old bar. It's one of the real classic New York bars yeah. right. in the Union Square area. But you were saying... Uh, Doctor, oh, I, the, I, um, I like to have if I'm if I'm planning a crawl in advance, like almost any kind of big event. If, if you're hoping for a lot of people, uh, a theme helps me keep my act together. Although I don't mm-hmm. want to overdo it, we don't necessarily no. you know, dress up necessarily. But it if it's you know, uh, well, the one I've done regularly is um, based on the world's end. So it's twelve oh, pubs, yeah. twelve pints. Mm. one day so everybody's got to have worthy beer and you know got to have 12 within walking distance and then we you know plan in uh some food opportunities make sure it's not all tap, tap rooms and pretzels yeah um in in that sort of thing but the other favorite kind though is the totally spontaneous like the british pub crawl like you you're out with a couple of friends and then two more walk into the same bar and you say well let's go over there and you know do that usually hopefully those are usually shorter uh you know, probably uh four or five now I, i've i've been on your dayton golden mile tour uh, uh crawl twice only once all the way through but uh first one i think i made it through like eight or nine of them if it or maybe seven at least i don't know it's it's a blur uh but uh, yeah I, I i think i'd like to hear again your story about how that all came to be oh that was um we were um my family and i were watching the world's end and um, my son, Leo, who was 17 at the time, credits are rolling. He said, you know, Dad, you could do that in Dayton. We start <laughs> counting on the fingers. And, yes, we just we need one more, one more brewery to open that's scheduled for this year. And we would have 12 stops that would be worth going to. Wow. And about it's about a two-mile walking course. That's fantastic. And then a few days later, I mentioned it. That I'd just seen the world's end to another friend, and he said, "You know, I wonder if you could do that locally." Like, okay, now it's a thing. <laughs> so uh, we put it together and um, actually contacted uh, the venues. It's been really terrific how they responded. We don't ask for sponsorship or anything. We just kind of warn them: we're going to bring a bunch of people in. You might want to be ready, and uh, uh, just kind of hang out. It's the, it's that sort of theme. So. Over the time, people have incorporated movie references. Somebody will shout, let's boo-boo at some point to move on. There's a uh, opening invocation uh, from Charles Bukowski. We are here to drink beer. Um, and uh, kind of accrued some tradition. I'm pretty pretty pleased with it overall. Uh, I've um, been able to hand off a lot of the... Well, this year was going to be the first one that I wouldn't be the uh, the face of it. But then, uh, given the practicality, we decided going virtual we'll keep at least one common factor um and uh but it's without being an organization it's grown pretty well people like it and i'm very proud we were able to do it how many i really like i really like the way you did it this year um i was i think i made it I, was i the only non uh read the, the non-local participant in that yes i think we had, we had some like uh ohio and i think think somebody in lexington maybe but all people who had would ordinarily be physically present um so well of course you have been physically present as well but i have only one who would who lives in such a place that just coming for the event is maybe not likely 
Yes, Huck. How often have we? Uh, how, how many often have we done the the Golden Mile? Now it's uh, not the mile, this, the Golden Road. The golden Mile. Yeah, golden this Mile. Was yes. The, this was the sixth. Oh, we, fantastic! We, we oh, did you count this year? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna count it because you have to have the you know the annual in there. So I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. Yeah, that yeah, you, could, two, you can't even do that here because there's no way. No. There's a couple of neighborhoods where there's uh, Long Island City where you could do it, right? And maybe uh, Gowanus where there's where there's four or five, but yep. twelve breweries. That's fantastic. Well, I do have to be to be fair that not all of them are breweries. Okay. They're all they're all worthy beer locations. I got you. So yeah, uh, things like Astoria Beer and Cheese, where I have been. Oh my gosh, I remember most of that. It was wonderful. Oh, um, I had to look up that date too. Yeah, yeah it was like it was their <laughs> second or third anniversary. I have a picture of us there. So we we have venues venues along that line in there, and it's mm-hmm. only gotten better as time has gone. Um, uh, last year, 2019, was the first year that half are breweries. Yeah. So wow. we're actually oh, six great. breweries within walking distance drinking their own beer. And how can one participate? Mm-hmm. Is there an initiation uh, process? Yeah, you show up and look <laughs> vaguely at like a bunch of people that are standing around waiting to start walking. That's it. There's, Love it. Um, there's a Facebook group that sponsors it, so I can uh, I can pass that out. Golden Mile of Dayton. It's probably findable by searching. Excellent. And they join the group, and then the notices of the events come to the group. That's great. Well, a lot of the crawls that we've done have been based on these coupon books that we've gotten. Yes. So when we get the, uh, we've gotten the Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, it was called originally, Brooklyn Beer Book. (laughs) And the idea was one beer, you have a coupon for one beer for every bar. And there was 30 bars. So it's a $30 thing. So it's a good deal. And so as soon as I get the book, I would start making a map. And draw them out. And I would have a, a like a little codes, like a B meant it was a brewery. Uh, C meant they would have a cider on tap for Cider Girl. And uh, there was other. Uh, uh, you used to note where we could get food, too. Oh, yes. I remember yes. you generally, I, I recall, if I remember, there seemed to be a trend of like the third location tended to be a place where we could like eat a sandwich. You want to make least. sure someplace has food. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. And and another thing, thing I always remembered was that if there was going to be any kind of significant travel between one and the other, put those ones early in the crawl. Right, right. You go to the furthest one away. We we've done that a couple times where then we'd have yeah. a, like a, a ten to twelve minute walk to the other places that are closer to each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a four to five pub crawl, make sure the last two to three are relatively close yes. together. Yes, and we've done that and, in the wrong way as well. Yeah. A couple of times. Sadly, yes. Where we've done the three yeah. places and it's like, I know a place in West Soho. <laughs> we, we, the captain and I went on, our, went on our own crawl one time in downtown Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we had a long, yeah, that's right. That last place we went to when we went to like, what was it? Uh, Brew Pub 5 or Gastro, what was the yes, 508 508 something? Gastro Brewery. Oh, I remember uh, it's that. It's currently the, the Fifth Hammer Brewers. That was their uh, previous uh, yeah. incarnation. Uh, Chris Kuzman. Chris Kuzman was, was, was the last brewer. one of the night. Yeah, and so uh, we met him that night too. Okay, Chris Kuzme, the the brewer, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I got, I got." It was such a small place, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I got the 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 uh, the tanks downstairs," and and it was really good beer. But we were yeah. we walked out of there. I I I, I was lost. I was just like just a, a mess. But <laughs> you know that's that's what happens. <laughs> yes, that's one of the, the sign of a good crawl, right? And one of the advantages yeah, yeah. to doing it a is. crawl in New York City when we can uh, is that the, is that we all get around on the train here, so there's less concern. I know that uh, 
that that doctor you uh often on, on your crawls you would mention in the thing saying like have it worked out get a cab have someone pick you up because i uh i went on two of your crawls and I, yeah i think the uh the second one i went on where it was like uh, my, we, we went there together uh my dad went to like the first two and then he picked me up at the end of uh of the evening <laughs> had a beer with us there. <laughs> Although I have formally finished all of them so far, I only walked home from one. All right. <laughs> so, just, uh, that, it's like, okay, I can. Now I know that at least I could five years ago. Don't ask me now. Um, but uh, that, it's uh, unnecessary uh, demonstrations of stamina. I think so, you know, it, it, one way you guys have both inspired me in, in uh, like when I'm trying to organize crawls as well is like, well, cause you know, Huck, your crawls, the maps were always like, I felt like we'd always get something hand-drawn. Yes, always <laughs> was like, hand-drawn. You'd like yeah. sketch it out, and then you'd, you'd, you'd like email a picture of it. Yeah, I'd us. have sections uh, like Long Island City and then the Astoria, or then we go to we can go to Ridgewood, or we can go to Cobble Hill, right. like whatever in the neighborhood. And I would, it wouldn't be an accurate map. It's more like the subway map, you know, where it's and like uh, the brewers are the a lot feel bigger. Of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and I wound up moving it a little more digital because then I'd like I I get the beer book there'd be like thirty beers in it and I would immediately go to Google Maps and like create a list specifically to like the okay this is the Queen's beer book or this is the Brooklyn beer book and I will I will I will favorite all of them so that way they're highlighted on the map yes so I can look at the map and say okay like what's close together what looks close together and what's also cool about that is then once you're going on it anytime you look at that list on your phone the first one on the list will be the one that's geographically closest. They organize it by in, in that oh, way. Okay. So I'm like, I'm not really sure which bar I'm closest to. Is there one near here? How close is it? Can we get there? So that's uh, that, that's kind of a fun way to sometimes do slightly on the fly yeah. uh, beer crawls. And crawling is a great way to go out with friends because you, you say, okay, let's meet at this place and we're going to stay there the whole night. That can be fun, of course. Uh, but you start to get your body gets stagnant. You know, you, you, if you say, okay, we're going to go to this bar that's five blocks away, that gets your energy going again. When you mm-hmm. arrive to the next place, mm-hmm. you're ready to have another drink. So it's a, I think it's a great way to go out with friends for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, yeah, the first crawl I was able to go on to was, uh, it was one of those things where I, I was, I, I was in the, I was, I was in town. I, I'd been wanting to go to them, but there were always ones where I felt like I can't really take the time off of work I, to fly to Dayton and go to crawl. Uh, and in 2017, my, uh, my mother had just passed away and I, I, I flew there for the funeral. And so doing stuff with family all week, not neglecting any of that. In fact, I think the funeral was probably on a Friday and I just checked in with everyone with, it was like, is it okay if I go hang out and drink for a little while tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. And so my girlfriend who was there with me, who, uh, oh, the Belgian, uh, make sure I say the right one, <laughs> the Belgian that you know, she is, <laughs> well, this is, this is, the, this, we got into some trouble I'm with not, this last day. I know she's the Belgian babe. Uh, it's okay. She doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> good thing. Or, or she'll she? get, or she'll get to it in a month and then she'll hit me then. Uh, but no, yeah, the Belgian babe was there with me. And so we both, we, you know, we, we, we went and, and we, we met, uh, the doctor, uh, there and, uh, and I just kept every few hours I'd call in and check in with family say, Hey, do you guys need me? Or you guys do anything? Is anything happening? So that's why that year was uh, like pretty much in, uh, I, w- I think I wound up going along eight and then going and meeting the family for dinner. Uh, and then the following year is interesting because as you mentioned, the, the Dayton golden mile was 
inspired by your 17 year old son. Uh, and the one I went on that I went on the full, full crawl was the first one. He was old enough to participate. Nice. Yes. Mm. That was, that was quite a day. <laughs> and I should mention, I have, I have twins. Only one of them yeah. mentioned the idea, but they were both on there. They certainly were full, yeah. full out. Yeah. For the, uh, for the whole, the entire crawl. Was wow. Something. That's awesome. And that was and that was when I visited Branch and Bone, uh, the yes, one that, uh, that, that you're drinking from there right now. That would have been the first year they were on the crawl, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm empty. Oh, oh no, Hophead Huck, you're oh, empty. Does that mean it's time for a second pour? I, you know, it just might be. It might I, be. Uh, I just. I, wow. I mean, here's the thing, Doctor. You bring you bring only the best out of us. Clearly. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know what. So. But it also, with that, it, it might be time to hear a little bit about, you know, how the doctor came to our interesting band. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt that. That's why I wanted to get pouring. Oh, I see. Okay, oh, okay. Well, we will, we, will, we will get to that in just a moment. Uh, and, and I think the doctor has another doctor uh, has an, beer to get to as well. Perfect, so we'll yeah. have two more pours, and then we will get to uh, the... Uh, the, the thing, the thing Please. that we will introduce in a moment. I mean, would it be polite for Huck to go first this time? I feel like last time we really, like, you know, we were we were being very nice to our guests, but he it feels like... very ready. So, okay. yeah. So yeah. This is uh, the same uh, company, Evil Twin uh, NYC. Evil Twin yeah. Evil Twin. This is the Purple Rice Lager. Ooh, so, is that rice? Is that a cup of rice on the Yeah, on the it's a picture of a cup of rice. So, the thing with this is that, you know, rice lagers are, you know, we talked about this last week. They're not exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most popular thing in, in, in beer culture because of the stigma of it, of Budweiser and even Stella Artois is a rice lager as well. But uh, uh, this should be good. I hope let's take a look. It's darker. It's coming it's out much of the darker ca- than I would have. It's coming out of the can purple. So I'm seeing. Okay. The, oh, okay. So that's the rice. Yeah. It's a nice it, adjunct. It's got a good. Ha- trying to use a, that word more. Kind of a purpley <laughs> head too on it too. I'm looking yeah, through it's it. Just, it's got a, it lo- almost, it looks like a red or, or, or an amber ale. Or yeah. amber lager, yeah, it's a pretty one. Let me it's get toasty. To I like it. Get one for the cameras. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, very good. I like the. Yeah. I also like the the flowers or tulips or whatever on the on the. Um, That's great art. Oh, yeah. the can art. Yeah. Yeah, they're really. I've seen this kind of reddish brown. It's. I mean, it's it's a beautiful beer. Yeah, yeah. it looks. I'm like you're getting some blues and purples in your end. It's uh not so much purple. I'm definitely getting more of a mahogany amber kind of uh, okay. color. It's it is a purple them. rice though, so that is the. Yeah. Uh, that's what right. they're calling it. Very good. Oh my! Yeah. Oh yeah, it's very interesting. It's hard. I got. I need to. Uh, I need to mm-hmm. to internalize this a little. See what we got going. Uh, so please, uh, doctor, All right, if you so would. You. Yes. What do you have there, doctor? Oh, so um, this is from the uh, Fifth Street Brew Pub, my home pub. Fifth Street's a, a co-op. So it's actually correct for me to say I own it. So do about three thousand other people. I got you. Um, and out of a out of a growler, correct? Yes, uh, a howler, if you will. This is How- the the half size. This okay. is the that's Scottish the first time rain. I've heard that name. I love that. I'm going to use that now. Howler, half growler, howler. Yeah. yeah. So this uh, is a bourbon barrel aged in um, oh. uh, uh, Pappy Van Winkle barrels. Oh my! Uh, oh my! Scottish, <laughs> Scottish wee heavy. Uh, weighing Ooh, in we at j- just over 10, I think 10 and a half for the bourbon barrel aged variant on it. Um, and um, appropriate as a lead in because my first brewing tradition to truly love was the UK. Um, mm. 
and a huge fan of the Scottish ales, and this is one of the best I've ever had. Oh, that's great. So I do say it as a partisan, but... Mm. Yeah, you don't see as many Scotch ales uh, uh, around, and when and, somebody and can a, make a good one, that's that's great news. Uh, and a wee heavy is nice, because you can't really hide behind the hops in that one. You really, it's all about that malt. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I had a question. Well, now that... Oh, oh, yes, your question. Oh, no, I was at Pappy Van Winkle. There, I just saw a story about them. It's one mm. of the most popular uh, spirits most in the expensive country. Very expensive. Exist, yeah. And yeah. and they've been they've been doing it for for years. And it's like people you have to get on waiting lists to get the bottles. Yes. And it's uh, it's a serious thing. And to use the barrels, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The barrels are cheaper More than comment, the sorry. bottles. <laughs> One would I, hope. I can imagine. I've actually had it. My uh, my wife's a huge bourbon fan, and uh, we spent an undisclosed price on a glass just to say we've tried it. Ooh. It's quite good, but um, there's a, a breakover point, right, where it can't be that much better than things that are nearly that good and a Correct. third of the cost. So, <laughs> right, it's like I, I don't I don't know I can't quantifiably say how much better a two thousand bottle of whiskey is than a two hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. It's yeah. My my perceptions are not that fine. Yeah, but uh, now that we're all uh, have something in our glass, I think that perhaps it might be time for uh, another um... origin story. That's oh. right. I, I, we we we've been talking all this time. We don't we don't we know very well. I know a few things, uh, uh, but those go back to high school theater when you and I had a lot in common, including that we were. Both good choices to play uh, elderly Dutch Jews, but yeah. that's another story <laughs> altogether. <laughs> and, the, and the beard hasn't changed. Very specific, a bit, uh, except this way I actually own it now. Um, we, we were the best seventeen-year-olds to play elderly <laughs> Dutch Jews. <laughs> Terrific. It, it's a it's a room. Uh, I'll let that just let that lie, right. and instead get back into the origin story. But um, I, 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 th- I think before you tell your personal origin story, you yes. wrote a wonderful little several sentence thing about about the 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 alter ego to your alter ego, and and what that origin story is. Yes. Oh, so I should I should um, actually I must consult my notes, All but right. I shall. So. It's a shame I don't have the underscoring. Uh, fix it in post. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Bruce Biernard is a native Daytonian, uh, born while my father, Brian Biernard, was stationed at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, researching human performance-enhancing abilities of the alpha acids. Bruce inherited both his father's intellect and his skepticism, unbeknownst to either of them, a genetic alteration caused by the alpha acids. During his postdoc work in Zymergy, Bruce was accidentally exposed to massive doses of gamma canadine rays. Rather than killing him, they reacted with the latent alpha genes, setting off his first slow transformation into the incredulous bulk. As the bulk, Dr. Biernerd is granted superhuman powers of pedantry and capacity for alcohol consumption, often becoming more articulate in direct proportion to his intoxication. He cannot control the transformation. It is triggered when he becomes thirsty. Bruce tries to keep his alter ego under control in secret, and as a result must often walk away slowly down a lonely road while sad music plays. There we go. Uh, 
I'm walking away. You can't see this on the podcast. Yeah. I'm slowly walking. I, I just have to say that was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like, I I had some feelings over here in my undisclosed location in the County of Kings. That was truly beautiful. Now, when you sent me that, I I immediately told you that uh, I I, I had a... I I, had, even before you sent me that, I was thinking that, like, uh, your catchphrase would be something along the line of, don't make him thirsty. You wouldn't like him when he's thirsty. And then we all had a... There's addendum to that because we actually do like him when he's thirsty, so... We traded back a few different ones, and then the one I'm the one I settled on was uh, you wouldn't like him if he's thirsty, unless you're a beer venger. <laughs> Very nice, yes. Unless you want to hear lots of beer stories. Yeah, and I do. I want to hear yours. Then you would like me when I'm thirsty. Yes. Um, so, I I can claim to have always liked beer, at least from my earliest memories. Um, my uh, neither of my parents are are big drinkers. Um, especially not my father, who, despite his uh, his size, is an amazing lightweight. So you know, two two drinks and he's out. Uh, but my grandfathers were both regular beer drinkers, and my father's father, when he'd come to visit, was always a bit of an occasion. So he'd have a can of Miller High Life, and I would get a, a Dixie cup. You remember the Dixie cups? Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a little taste, just to share. Right. Now you know this is a big positive association, but. Even at a very young age, five, six years old, I very much liked the flavor. I'm always just loved the taste of malt, and the hop bitterness that turns off a lot of kids just kind of blew right by me. <laughs> um, so, oddly enough, for all that, um, wasn't a a big drinker in the teen clandestine drinking years. Um, I think of my high school companions, I was the biggest drunk because I would have one or two sometimes. Um, uh, though, uh, at, in college, uh, definitely looking older than I was, uh, if we're going to a bar for a, uh, opening night party or similar, sure. But it never, it wasn't a whole huge thing. Um, and then well, you, you share this, the thing that I do growing up there and being about the same age where there was a point between 19 and 21 where you were grandfathered into old laws. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And as a result. I was able, um, when I found at a, a now defunct um, department store that had a fancy foods section. Um, oh, name it. I, I, which one? It was Reich's. Oh, Reich's. Reich's. Okay. On the mezzanine, they had their uh, their fancy and import foods, and occasionally they would have they'd have wines, and then beers. Mm. And I'd never seen a beer like this before. It was from England, and it came in a, a bit more than a pint bottle which I thought was a black bottle. And then I poured it and realized it was a clear bottle. It was Sam Smith's Imperial Stout. Wow. And I said, okay, I knew that I liked beer, but but I love this. <laughs> I love this. It's because it's very malt forward. All the, all the, uh, the notes that still really attract me, um, just, a, just a classic. And so I said, where do, where do people make beer like this? Ah, in the UK. So I'll try everything Sam Smith made. Where can I find it? And started finding other import stores and uh, the two beer bars in Dayton that were big imports. Because this is before we have a craft scene. So right. it's an import before, scene, yeah. right? So, um, and uh, just hanging out there and going to the places like one, um, which is walking distance from my house, I like to say that we didn't move here because it was walking distance from tanks, <laughs> but we did 
talk about it when we bought the house. Um, so they have the the card one fills out. You have a hundred different beers and you get a shirt. And I have too many of those shirts. I have too, too many of those shirts. Uh, it just, it was a, a never ending um, fascination because there's such a range of flavors that even if you're Renheitsgebrot Pure, even if you're mm. just the, the three ingredients, if you've got the right blend of the yeasts and the um, malt and the hop. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do things like um, like Flemish sours, where you've got all these fruit flavors and there's no fruit in it. Right. It's a yeah. it's it's just a, a wonderful way to explore. And uh, then we hit the um, the craft brew revolution, and um, I actually stopped home brewing um, briefly when my kids were born because it's just an enormous pain with toddlers in the house. And by the time I thought, yeah, they're they're big enough that we can safely do it there was no reason to pick it up again because it was so easy for me to get what i wanted in such a wide variety mm-hmm. so we're looking like 10 years ago or so or more like oh, more six to seven more than 10 more than 10 years ago yeah okay um so that's um let's see they would have been uh call it like 2006 or 2007 oh, okay it was pretty much easy. I remember the the, the first uh, brew pub in this area was open in a year after it became legal. Mm. I don't. Did you ever? Uh, there was a. It was called Growlers, um, uh, and it was just outside the city of Dayton because the city still had a small ordinance. Uh, but there were this this region picked up sputteringly. There were two or three, including that one, Growlers, that tried and failed, and then we just really established pretty firmly. Uh, my my glass, uh, which is from the last venue, uh, not used to. Ne- there we go. My glass, which is from the last venue of the Golden Mile, uh, says Dayton loves beer, and um, I think we pretty much mean it. It's. Um, is that the Barrel Room? Barrel House, yes. Barrel House. This this, this is the um, 2020 commemorative glass. All of the quotations on the glass, which there'll be no way one can read from here, are negative reviews. Uh, reacting to their policy of requiring masking inside. Okay. Uh, so it's all the invective hurled at them, which they printed up on a commemorative Good class. for them. So, <laughs> now, can I ask great, you, great uh, uh, both of you, what is the classic, is there a classic Ohio beer, like Narragansett mm. or uh, would be in, uh, in Rhode Island, or like we talked about Peels a couple weeks ago from New York. Is there a, a classic, you know, that, that working man's lager in Ohio? There's there's more than one, yeah. Uh, but from the southwest Ohio where we are, um, Dayton's breweries went defunct long before Cincinnati's. Uh, Cincinnati mm-hmm. is an old uh, German stronghold, right? Uh, so the brewing tradition kept on there. Uh, Gobel, or sometimes pronounced Jobel. Okay. Uh, Little King's Cream Ale. I remember that one. Yeah. Wow. That's, that, Little King's, I think, would be the classic. Like this, you want like only in Cincinnati. You, you got to do Little that. King's. Yeah. Yeah, the funny thing is, I, I, I yeah, you're you're definitely more of a in a place to say that because I, I did talk about the brief part of my drinking life that yes. was in Dayton, uh, <laughs> but uh, but not much beyond the like what's cheap and what can get me fucked up, uh, because uh, aside from I mentioned the the Killian's Red, but here's I want to talk a little about uh, when I mentioned the the Dutch elderly Jew thing. Uh, see what happened was there was a thing when we were both 17, um, and there was an all T 
2015 production of the Diary of Anne Frank. I, I figured. Um, and 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 we were both uh, asked to uh, to play. Um, well, you wound up playing it, but who who, who was it? Was the character Schneider? Mr. Schneider. No, I don't think that's his name. It's the Mr. Van Dam. Right? Yes, his, yes, yes. It's the yeah. one that the the Maytag guy. What's uh? Which I'm, I'm blanking on his name. He played him in the movie. <laughs> Uh, okay. He, and he was also in the movie Avalon. He was like, "You got the turkey without me." <laughs> I can't think it's, of his it's name. The, the non-family member who is hiding with them, right? Terminal uh, well, and, and, and yeah. he's there with his wife, yeah. and uh, and but, but yeah, but so it was just, and I didn't really get to know you that well. But it was I went to see that show, and and then about a year later, we got a little less than a year later, we got cast in the production of Fiddler on the Roof, uh, and then we were in college together. So that's how we became good friends. Uh, but it was we didn't really drink beer much together at the time. No, not I, I think maybe once or twice. I remember I recall some. I think a, I think a birthday event you'd had with uh, you and I and maybe one or two other people. Yeah, that, that's it was partly beer. That, that rings up a vague bell, but the but mostly it was like so we I I left town and you and I lost touch because that's what happened in the 80s and 90s yes yes exactly it right. used to be to, to any kids who are listening out there any uh, any anyone who grew up with the internet uh before the internet happened if you moved away you lost touch with people all the time yeah, yeah, you had to do a lot of work to not yeah, yes yeah. and and usually you might try and do some of the work at first but eventually it would become too much work and and so i had like no idea of what your life was until until Facebook and we, 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 we got, we found each other again in 2008 or nine, I think. And it was a few years after that, that I was, I was home visiting Dayton. And I said, I, it looks like stuff is happening. And, and it turns out you're into that as well. And I said, go, well, show me, show me the Dayton beer scene. And, that's how we, and that's I how we kind of started that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? I'll be honest. There's an element of my backstory, which we didn't get into, that actually involves oh, yeah. the Dayton beer scene, um, which I wanted to ask you about, Doctor. Um, in yeah, my yeah. early days of of beer venturing, before I really was hooked up with this wonderful crew, um, I spent some time in Dayton, uh, regularly in the Oregon District. And um, whenever I'd come through for professional reasons, uh, I always... We need, it... we need to say with that professional... You were touring in children's theater. I was touring in children's theater, yes. Yeah. Let's say that. I'm, I'm not a prostitute. <laughs> that, it, that, said, that said, within weeks of graduating from college, I was staying at the... For another professional purpose that was not prostitution, uh, I was staying at the Crown Plaza that is downtown in Dayton. Or yes. Per, yep. formerly downtown. Weren't you guys performing at Memorial Hall? Yeah, Memorial Hall. Um, we were all in that area, but um, a regular stop for me, and one of the things I always looked forward to, because I came through like at least once a year, was Blind Bobs. Yes. Yeah. Um, how are they? It's been a bit. They're doing okay. Okay. Um, they, I've uh, ordered from them a couple times, even during pandemic. They do, okay. They're doing decent carryout. Uh, that's my preferred karaoke location, incidentally. Really? Uh, yeah, they've got they've got the stage there, mm-hmm. um, and so it sets up a little nicer than most, and it attracts a it attracts a very good karaoke crowd in that some people are actually so good that you want to hear them sing, mm-hmm. and but that doesn't block out the people who are so bad that you just kind of enjoy the fact that they're willing. Anyway, uh, the the bars they're doing okay um, for being a, a bar. They've signed on. Uh, Dayton has a company called Nine Three Seven Delivers, which is uh, a delivery organization, but it is a co-op. Hmm. Um, so they share revenue amongst themselves and the venues, the restaurants. So 937 is the local area code there. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Blind Bob's is um, a member of that and that has picked them up a little bit. So 
Uh, so a good way to for you know people not going out. They also have a patio. Uh, which you may recall, actually, a very nice I, patio. So I, I was the always there in the awful. <laughs> I was always there in like December, so oh, it was yeah, never it was, a good time yeah. to to go hang out on the patio. But but it's a, actually a very fond memory of, of of mine. So I'm glad to hear that that they're doing okay. Yeah, it's um, really the. I I don't know if you kept. There's been a lot of. Uh, it's been a bit of a run for the Oregon district. Um, there's a mass shooting there. Right. Oh um, yes, I remember uh, that tornado that did not hit the Oregon district, but affected a lot of patronage in, uh, in Dayton was mostly hit the North side. Uh, and then we've kind of rolled on into, um, a, uh, a pandemic and, uh, there's always the, uh, kind of rust belt industry leaving right. and struggling to keep people around, but, um, they are, um, blind bobs and the other, um, businesses in the district really, they stick together, they pull together, uh, and they, uh, they're they hanging on. That's good to hear. Yeah. Excellent. So the uh, name of the Maytag repairman actor? Lou Jacoby. <laughs> Jacoby? Lou, is it Lou Jacoby? It's not. It's Jesse White. Jesse White. I think the oh. guy I'm thinking about is Lou Jacoby. Okay. Well, you said have, Maytag repairman. They went through a bunch of them. No, I, I, but he, I'm, they went through a bunch of them. Uh, I can't. I okay. I recognize that guy, but I think Lou Jacoby did it for. Well, actually, Lou Jacoby also also was the. Uh, he was the time to make time to make the donuts guy for a while. Oh, I seated him uh, once. Uh, I was an usher at the Williamstown Theater Festival. And, wow. and, and I think well, they, they went through a bunch of them. I think Gordon Jump played him for a while. Who is Gordon Jump? Did play him. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But the guy I was thinking was uh, Lou Jacoby. He's got like is a sort of portly guy with a mustache. Yeah, time to make the donuts. Um, Time to make the donuts. Yeah, I uh, right. so I, uh, I, have... I got to audition uh, for the new Maytag repairman. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't get, Did it. get it. I didn't get it. No. You've seen the guy. He's oh, you TV mean they're now. doing it now? Oh yeah, but oh, this okay. was like seven, eight years ago. It's a missed opportunity, Huck. I mean, it was know, a missed opportunity. No, it's May- a missed opportunity for Maytag. It, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's that's, that's right. what I mean. Yeah. Like they could have had they could have had the huckster. They could have had the Huckster. You've got a beer connection. Maytag has a beer connection. Like I, I don't. I, and Maytag, I got these Maytag appliances just... in my house. They always need repairing. See, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm like, gonna go on record like right I'm now there. and say, "Fuck you, Maytag." There, I said. <laughs> Fuck it. you, Maytag. That's that. That's our general message from the Beer Avengers. It's our, it's our new hashtag. Uh, I gotta say, that's the way to bring in. Fuck you, Maytag hashtag. This purple rice um, lager is amazing. It's really, it's so unique. I've never had anything like mm-hmm. it. I can't even identify so what, the flavors. It's so strange. Mm. Uh, and at the same time, smooth, easy drinking. I'm glad I got a few more of these. This is great. What are you getting in the, uh, anything in the aroma that you can identify? Yeah. We got a spice or a fruit? Kind I don't of? know. It's, it, there is a spiciness, almost like, a, like, almost like Indian spices. Yeah. Very good. Thanks oh, for bringing man, that up. This yeah. Like a basmati almost. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it's wild. It's, it's really right. good. And there is a fruit, fruity flavor to it. It's also uh, aged on a fodder. Uh, saws and tradition hops. But it's that purple Ooh. rice. It just gives it such a different vibe. I've never had anything like it. It's great. Excellent. Good for Evil Twin. I'm, All right, I'm, I'm about to introduce... A- Oh. Uh, no, no, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, my, 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 the only, I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm also getting thirsty because I'm empty. Oh, please! And so oh, of course, that, that might have made me rude. I apologize. <laughs> Not at all. That. I but, was the uh, rude one. But then I paused a little bit because I heard a heard a siren out there, and I, I think I, that I was on my end. The, my rides here joke. Oh, it was yours. 
Okay. I, can't, I thought funny. it was here. <laughs> <laughs> That's how great these are. That's how good this microphone so, is. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You might have heard barking so dogs week, earlier. For my second pour, I'm thinking a, a combination of what we were talking about last week's show about how I'm I'm determined to uh, to all the beers that I've been saving up, the good beers, a lot of that I got from Tavor that I'm saving up. Uh, so they've been there for a while. And, and also we talked a little bit about cellarable beers last week. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 mm. I introduced this next segment, not to indicate that I'm very good at cellaring. I actually did a little bit of research today and I, I just don't have it. <laughs> I, uh, I read somewhere that cellaring them in a refrigerator is bad, but then they should also stay at 50 degrees. And there's no mm. way that my apartment on the top floor could be 50 degrees no. for like a long period of time. So <laughs> The refrigerator is going to be fine for me yeah. for that for now. Uh, but this is a new segment uh, I want to call uh, the Captain's Cellar. Ooh. We don't have to have a theme song. So anybody else have the impulse to just go, I, I am uh, Captain's Cellar. And this particular Captain's Cellar, this is one I've been cellaring, meaning it's been in my refrigerator. There were air quotes there, just FYI. There were air quotes. Yes, there were air cellar. quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this has been in my refrigerator since October. And in honor of our guest, who will probably be able to tell me more about this brewery than I know about this brewery is from Listerman's in Cincinnati. Oh and it got? is the, it's from the triple digit series. It's the Chicao Espresso. Yeah, that's Chicao. a cow. That is a beauty. Now this is a, it's a, if there's ever an Imperial Brown, this is an Imperial Brown, but this calls it a double Brown. It's a double Brown ale brewed with hazelnuts and coffee. And it's got a 10.5% ABV. And I'm going to open it right now. Is this, is this your first time with the Chicao? It is. It All is. Right. It's a moment of, moment of silence. And, well, can't yeah. do that on a podcast. I guess I think air, I might have paid like $11 for this one um, in, the, in their case. But, uh, well, we could do the moment of silence. We'll just, we'll just edit it out. Yeah, okay. but uh, this is this is so beautiful. Like, oh, there's almost no head on this beer. That's right. I oh, it's just it's coming up now. there. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like I, and also that the, and, and it's a very simple, very like modernist bottle art, but it's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down the hatch. Oh, and the lacing oh, wow, on that's... the glass. Sorry. Got excited. That, no, it is. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's sweeter than I thought it would be. Um, but I definitely like taste the hazelnut right up front. It's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like it's a hazelnut liqueur. Um, and the coffee is very subtle and it's very much a brown and uh, it's a good beer. Listerman does the nut flavors incredibly well. It's a tricky thing to handle. And uh, I think they've really got it nailed. Now they've been around since, since 2008, right? Yes. As a brewery, although Phil Listerman, the founder is kind of local legend uh, for creating homebrewing apparatus. Hmm. I still have a Phil's filler, which is the, uh, little uh, brass thing that you stick on the end of a tube to fill bottles that uh, would um, uh, have a stopper. So when you would stop filling, when you lift it off pressure, so you'd fill the bottle from the bottom properly um, when you're homebrewing into reusable glass bottles. Excellent. All right, here we go. Well, Captain Porter will get the scout tonight <laughs> and drink it with his special island friends. <laughs> that's that's a, that, that's that's remarkable. I was not that was beautiful, actually. I'm yes, honestly I mean, single tier. Right. Single tier. Single Honored tier. to have been here. Uh, <laughs> I was as I was doing it. I'm like, we don't have copyright on this. 
No, we don't. We don't. It's okay. You only got oh, like was seven that, was chords. That a, was that, a, that based on an actual song? Billy Joel. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which one? Captain Jack. Captain Jack. Oh, Captain Jack. Oh, it's a, like a... Captain Delta Jack John? will get you high tonight. Take you to your special oh, Okay. Right. You made it sound better, I think. I Billy did. Joel. Yeah. Oh, Billy Joel. Okay. Of course, course I say Billy Joel. That means this... No, no. You, 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 um, uh, you, said, you said Billy Joel. Um, the captain said Elton John. Which is, yeah, I'll, just, different piano players. Yeah, they, they, although they, we have to recognize that the yeah the special island is Long Island in his case. That's so, correct. Eh, it's special, but is it nice special? I don't know. Oh, the lyrics. Where you some are. of the lyrics to yeah, that song yes. are ridiculous, but yeah, <laughs> I I do enjoy my Billy Joel, but there are definitely moments. Oh, me too. Ooh, me that too. did not yeah. age well. That did not age. <laughs> That's well. right. I uh, I like him when he covers Leonard Cohen. <laughs> You would, Captain. That that, that that seems appropriate for you. No, the the song is called "Light as the Breeze." Oh. I have not heard this. So, Wait, like, so like Leonard Cohen's version is like, and here, now we're getting more copyrighted stuff here. But like Leonard Cohen's is, she stands before you naked. You can see it and you can taste it, and she comes to you light as the breeze. But with Billy Joel, it's more like, well, she stands before you naked. <laughs> You can see it, and you can taste it. Yep, so. Great. Good stuff. And it's got kind of a gospel Good stuff this week, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Really good. <laughs> uh, I sense a Beer Avengers karaoke night, which is probably a... Blind Bob's, please. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but uh, hey, uh, that's easy for me. If you guys want to come here, I'm, I mean, I'm thrilled to host. I mean, I'm, co- I'm, I'm committed to the bit. And that said, I've, I've met so many people, so many Ohio beer drinkers in professional and personal life that it feels like a Beer Avengers adventure in Ohio might be warranted. When we can travel to indoor locations again, to yes. be sure. Yeah, that does make a difference. You really want to be able to go indoors. Oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to be doing that. We'll do it. We'll do it for sure. Soon we hope. So I'm I'm curious. I know it's only been uh, six days, technically, even though you're hearing us after one week. It was six days. Uh, how is everyone's year in beer going so far? Which is today, January sixth. Even though you you people out there won't be hearing this until at least January eleventh. Well, I got my evil well, of twin you... uh, shipped to my house yeah. in two days, so that was pretty fantastic. That's pretty fucking great. Yeah, I think we should try and get uh, Yepe on here, and uh, I have a. a... I, I'm going to make a delivery to you guys this weekend. Uh, and maybe we could do a cool. theme, a theme show with a, a particular beer. So, uh, yes, we can go, we can all shiver in the park, six feet apart. No, no, no. This is on air. I mean, on the, Oh, on air. Oh yeah. Oh, on air. Nice. nice. <laughs> I'm just talking about the, the if podcast. we're distributing to each other, it might be nice to hang out long enough to actually have a beer, but that would be outdoors mm-hmm. in a park. And I thought you were doing Probably another Leonard, Leonard Cohen song with the shiver in the park. I could kind of, you know, I didn't know it. But shiver I could in the park. Yeah. We're going to drink a beer that's dark. Hey, this is the start of a song there. I am yeah. ready. I'm ready for it. It's the new Beer Avengers, the new hit single of 2021. <laughs> it's the closing theme. Over yeah. The credits. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the pandemic dark beer drinking song. Can we get Peebo Bryson? <laughs> Is, now, what are you saying, think? Captain? You have uh, something happened uh, this year so far, or uh... I? Um... Oh man, I guess I don't. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, no, I just said that because that's what we always do at the end of a of an yeah. episode. Is ah. when we're when we're nearing the end, we talk about the weekend whatever beer. Fuck, we want to talk about, but sometimes that's the weekend beer, and sometimes it's just us riffing on Billy Joel and Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's when you're two the... to three beers in, you. <laughs> Well, I, B- I got it. I said, I will. Yes. The BW with the B dubs. Yeah. I, I had, a, I had, 
a kind of a fun, a fun little thing that happened for me this week. So at the end of the year, you know, I, I talk about beer, I drink beer. Sometimes people pay me to talk about beer and drink beer together. Sometimes I just drink beer and talk about beer with you guys. And honestly, it's always good. But I decided that I would get myself a little present for the end of the year. And so uh, I picked up the Oxford Dictionary of Beer by our buddy Garrett Oliver. And I have been using that as my like evening meditation and reading his just beautiful descriptions of all of the styles that we love. And like, I want to give the it's just it's one of those things where like it soothes your soul to hear someone talk so eloquently about these flavors that we enjoy and that we talk about. It's it's I mean, it's this thick. It's like it is the Oxford Dictionary of Beer. Um, But for those of you who might be on a beer journey of your own, if you want some more better beer words in your life or literally just want to like bathe your soul in the language of beer, can't recommend it highly enough. It's been a really fun way to start off my year. So excellent. Yeah. Now I want to get that. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right, Huck. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll share with you. Well, I, I think it's been great to have uh, Dr. Uh, 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 Beernard with us today. Yes. Well, thanks Dr. very Bruce much Beernard. for having me. It's been wonderful. And, and I, I also want to, as, as always, thank our, uh, our, our sponsor, Astoria Beer and Cheese, 3511 Dittmars, uh, this, this Bennington's. Uh, I, I just got this pretty recently. If you're lucky and you go there, they will still have some of this there. It's, uh, I, I don't know how much they're charging for it, but it's worth it. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Um, also, I guess, follow us on the various social medias. Oh yeah. Uh, we're listed at, at the beer Avengers on, uh, all the major things that's on Facebook, that's on Twitter, that's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find what was there? Was there another one for you? Oh, all right. Um, Huck's just counting. Huck likes to count. Well, counting is, it's, it's, it's good one, especially a couple beers in. It's good to remind yourself of your counting skills. Um, well, and, and, uh, and uh, Captain, I, I hear that, you know, New Year, New You, 2021, we ha- might have a new internet presence if they want to uh, find all the great information about the Beer Avengers. Well, yes, it's, it's been there for a few weeks, but it's, uh, it, yeah, it is at thebeervengers.com. Hello. Excuse me. Uh, if you go to thebeervengers.com, you can find, uh, you can stream all of our episodes there directly. You can see poor pics from every show, including a few where we might have let our faces show. Ooh. Uh, you can find all of our uh, blog posts going back to some of, uh, since this is actually, this is very relevant because we talked so much about crawls this episode, mm-hmm. uh, where there was a lot of crawling chronicled right there in the blog. Um, and, you know, I think before we, 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 oh, and, and, uh, and also, uh, I, I, I keep being told that, that, it, one of the things to make people aware of this is if you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, you know, rate us and review us. Cause apparently that's, that's one of the ways other people find us. So we can all be more beer vendors and increase our wonderful beer vendor community. Um, and I think uh, before we get everyone, just hold your beer up in front of your face so we can toast to everyone and have a, a wonderful, there we go. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Beer ventures. Cheers. All right. Um, yeah, once again, uh, I know it's been said already, but it can't be said enough. Thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest. Uh, I mean, we, we had you're, you've, you are our first official regional uh, beer vendor, and we look forward to having more. To be fair, I, I don't want to give short shrift to uh, Trip Hellman because he's, he gave us a lot of wonderful tips about the Philadelphia scene, but Dayton is like uh, another world compared to Philadelphia the from here. 
that that's the <laughs> remarkable thing about you talked about all the breweries there and i've seen so few of them here <laughs> mm-hmm. in fact i've seen some ohio ones but i haven't seen any any uh any of the ones that specifically dayton so it's good to reconnect with that and uh with that thank you all beer vengers well i have, I have one thing to add uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh in regards to uh dr uh Bernard. come back anytime Yes, uh, absolutely. Be a thrill, of course. Yeah, whenever, whenever you got an open slot, I have more beers. I have more yeah, stories. You're, you're not only a wonderful guest, you're a wonderful fan. And oh wait, I, I yeah, I am going to mention this. Ohio, although it's it's a little distant second, but there's a bit of a distance between second and third. Ohio, I don't think it's entirely you and my father. Uh, is <laughs> you are you are second biggest source of downloads. Uh, so thank next you to New York, and, yeah. and it it goes both ways. This weekend, I was inspired to have my first single cut beer. Oh, it was the first time I've seen it on the shelf at a place called BG's Minute Market in Kettering, Ohio, which uh, the captain will know. The the, the I don't city, know if not place. the if not the if not the sales venue. Yeah, they used to be a nothing carryout, and they kind of really stepped up their beer game. Um, but I have a uh, still have three. Eric Moore Cowbell. Oh, hello. Oh, lovely, lovely oh, beer. Great beer. Lovely beer. So. Yeah, and great beer. I wouldn't have known to look for it had it not been for the podcast. So. Oh, good. That, that's, I had no idea Single Cut had expanded their footprint. Cowbell. That's, that's good to know. That's certainly the first milk stout that I was like, okay, that's good. That's like, oh, wow. That's what a milk stout is. Uh, that's a great beer. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one to be introduced to Single Cut on for sure. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. I guess, yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you and, next week. Uh, we'll see yes. you next week. Woo-hoo. Play us out, Huck. All right. Well, with a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, beer.